Are you going to do a funny bit, Jimmy? Since we're switching roles? Nope. Alrighty then. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just not shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter. <laughs> Joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Yep, I'm here. I'm in the building. Yep. Classic Jimmy. Uh, we've got a great episode. That's epi- something Holden would say. Yeah, it is. Uh, we've got a great episode. He would episode. talk over me, too, while I'm trying to do the intro, too. No, I don't do that, Jimmy. Jesus Christ. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Terminator Dark Fate. Let's get going. That one movie podcast. <laughs> Tom. Jimmy! Yeah. Are you ready for Tom's? Yep, I'm ready. You are? I don't think you are. Uh, Tom's is a rapid-fire game where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw being the highest, Bombadil the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Hey, Jimmy, let's get to it. Hey, you know, for your first time doing the intro and the Tom's intro, not bad. Yeah. But, I mean... You can't replace a classical. All right, so just to clarify, you guys, uh, Jimmy wanted me to do the episode notes again this week, so here I am. I'm doing the episode notes, and I actually went back and listened to the intro since Jimmy won't give me the intro. Yeah, unlike last time. Yeah, so I wrote the transcript out for that, so now I have it, and the Tom's intro. Uh, So, yeah, let's get going with the Tom's. It's about uh, time this bag of sand started contributing to the podcast, huh? <laughs> you know, I wrote down the Witcher trailer, but I forgot to watch it before we started recording, so... Yeah, it looks like the Witcher. It's, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I like Henry Cavill in the role. Um, Geralt. Oh, Geralt. In at least... So my experience with the Witcher mm-hmm. is I've played 50 hours of The Witcher 3, which is not enough to complete it. It's enough to get to the end of the second act in the story. Sure. And to do a lot of the side stuff, but not all of it. Um, but Geralt in those games, the protagonist of The Witcher, um, is very stoic. He's he's kind of like machine-like, huh? Foreshadowing oh, the Tomb Raider yeah. later. Um, and I think Henry Cavill is actually a good fit for this role. Just okay. because I think he he can come across as stoic and not very expressive. He was Superman. He was and, Superman. Yeah. Mr. Stoic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I think it's a good role. I The stuff that he is in in the trailer, I like. He fits Geralt pretty well. I'm excited for that. I believe this is based on the books. Yeah, not the, the, the not series. The, the games. Yes, because he holds his sword differently or something. Or has one sword versus two. He has one two. sword versus two. Um, and he also, Siri, Cirilla, in the trailer is a lot younger. In the in by The Witcher Three, she's like a she's like a young adult. She's like twenty ish. I don't know. And she's is. she is like a daughter figure to Geralt. Okay. Um, and I think there are other characters from the the game and the book in the show. Yeah. Um, but I it looks good. I think it, the budget looks pretty good. I think it looks prom- pretty promising. Uh, we'll see how it is. Oh, interesting. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a Brokaw. I'll give it a Brokaw as well because I mean 
I remember. I'm I'm looking back at the teaser trailer and it looked interesting, but I don't I don't know anything about this one. Anyway, uh, so for the next thing, I also wrote down the the new Jumanji trailer, but I haven't watched it. I have not watched the okay. Jumanji. I was, I was kind of hoping it would play before Terminator, and then we'd uh, okay, we could talk about it. But well, I guess not. I want to give it a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was when The Rock punched a baby. Man, I was that like, was that lost me. Why did he do that? What are you doing punching babies? <laughs> you can't become president by punching babies. No, you kiss babies and you punch terrorists. You, you sure got him the wrong. You and then he was kissing a terrorist. It was weird. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you doing? Jimmy, we got an interesting. We got a good announcement this week. We're getting a Spider Verse two. Yeah. Uh, there was a. It was formally announced, even though we probably all assumed it was happening, uh, by a, vor- a short video on Twitter. Uh, and all it is is it's the logo and it's doing the cool flashy thing from the movies, and then it says it will be released in 2022. So Jimmy, what are your thoughts that's, on this? That's a lot of twos. Yeah. Spider Verse two 2022. Ooh. I hope they make a pun about that. That's four twos. Yeah. So I think it's a fortuitous wow. announcement. <laughs> Good one. There you go. Holy crap. I give it a broca. What are you looking at? He's looking at his pants, I'm ladies and gentlemen. At my pants. Great. Um I'm gonna give Hola, it a pantalones. I'm gonna give it <laughs> I'm gonna give it a broca as well. Uh, I'm really excited for this. It kind of sucks that we have to wait till 2022, but I'm assuming a lot of work went into the first movie, and it was probably worked on for a long time. And so if a lot of work goes into it and it ends up good, I'm happy with that. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, next bit of news, we have uh, Ant-Man 3 has been officially announced through some kind of... Uh, I, I mean, it wasn't like... I guess Marvel didn't have like a formal announcement about it, but Peyton Reed, the director of the first two movies, is returning to direct it, reportedly. Um, it wasn't announced as part of Phase 4, so it might be coming a little bit later. We're not entirely sure yet, um, but it will likely be filming after the new Doctor Strange and the next Thor movie. Um, Michael Douglas is confirmed to return as well, and he says that filming will start in early 2021, uh, making me think it will come out in 2022 at some point. Um, anyway, what are your thoughts, Jimbo? Do they have a title? No. just, just Paul, It's going to be Ant-Man 3, ridiculous, like Paul Rudd. Wow. I was going to say Ant-Man and the Wasp and someone else. I hope they just keep adding <laughs> Ant to the end of it. <laughs> um yeah i mean you know what this means it means that i'm going to have to watch the first two ant-man movies he hasn't seen it before somehow. that movie comes out that week yeah like and you'll probably the be Terminator movies because they're they're fine yep <laughs> or maybe that maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised because you'll go in with that mindset i don't know anyway uh i personally will give it a brokaw I guess I don't know. I like I am pretty mixed on the first two Ant-Man movies as far as the MCU goes. There's definitely a lot of good moments in it, um, and Paul Rudd's very good as Ant-Man. But yeah, I'll I'll give it a Brokaw, sure. Yeah, I like Paul Rudd, yeah. and I like Ant-Man in the uh, crossover films, so I'll give it a Brokaw. All right, good, good. Uh, it's got a lot to size up to, you know. <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That was a good one. Ant-Man 3, you know what? super size You know me. what, Jimmy? That's, you know, for your lack of a good commentary as as the co-host, you know. You uh, know. That makes up for it's it. It's really, joke. it's the small things that matter. No, it's, it's 
because your small things aren't very good. (laughs) 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 All right, Jimbo. Uh, Let's keep going. Uh, so we had talked about this previously on some uh, some other episode, but Jeffrey Wright is officially confirmed as Commissioner Gordon. Previously, yep. it had just been a strong rumor, but now it's we've been confirmed. Um, Matt Reeves, the director of the new Batman movie, tweeted. Uh, it was like a short clip of just Jeffrey Wright and some probably like Westworld or something. And it just said, Gordon. That's all the tweets said. <laughs> Gordon Ramsey. Um, and it, I, that, and that's cool and everything. And it was interesting because I was reading this Collider article about it. And it was it was ta- it made this big deal. It's like, oh, man, now Batgirl will probably be a person of color. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Bat, is there Batgirl going to be in it? Not, I mean, Batgirl's not confirmed to be in it. But they like half of this article is about commission. No, I don't, as, as far as I know. But half of this Collider article was just talking about how Batgirl is now going to be a person of color. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wait, for I thought there isn't there a TV show, Batgirl? Batwoman. Bat, Batwoman. Which is a different character. But no, Bat, like if Batgirl appears in this film series, Collider's like, oh, now. Wasn't there like a, a TV show from the 70s that was like, Batgirl? <laughs> and what? Batgirl. Famous I TV show. I don't know that show. Well, you don't know your television history, Holden. Apparently not. Um, but yeah, this is this is good. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. We I think I've previously given it a Brokaw, but now I'll also continue giving it a Brokaw. I think he's the right fit. You he know, certainly what I'm is. the right certainly choice. Is the right choice. <laughs> uh, uh, well, what do we have left, Holden? <laughs> that's a that's a Brokaw, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you talking? I just get to my my brain starts going off and all these clever witty things. It's kind to of say. a shame that they're not wittier, huh? Whittier. That's a school in our town. It's a middle school, but that nobody. No else one knows get that, that, Jimmy. All right. <laughs> for all those Sioux Falls people out there, that was for you. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now, now is the one that I. That's whatever to me. D and D's not doing the Star Wars trilogy anymore. That's probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. David Benioff and DB Weiss, those the the showrunners of the Game of Thrones that people didn't like the ending of. So. Uh, they're not doing the Star Wars the Star Wars trilogy they were previously announced to do. They're not doing it anymore. Uh, supposedly, it's because they're very busy with their like Netflix deal, and uh, Lucasfilm wasn't thrilled about them having this Netflix deal, which we had previously talked about. Yeah, seemed we a were like, weird anyway. we were like, how does that even work? Yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess if that is the reasoning, that makes sense. I I, I mean, I wouldn't think it would be because people didn't like the ending. I don't know. Game of Thrones. Uh, well, I think let's see. A, what the heck is going on at Lucasfilm? Uh, no one none knows. of nothing they have ever planned has ever worked out so far. There's literally, literally no films like currently announced that no. are happening. No, uh, the next film we were gonna get from them was the first D and D film. That's not even happening, and they had like announced that. Are the Ryan is the Ryan Johnson movie still happening? I don't remember. It's um, uncertain. He has come out several times and said it's still happening, but the fact that he has to keep doing it and that they've officially announced things and they haven't come out. Uh, Lucasfilm has changed its roadmap several times, and mm-hmm. at first we were having the episodes every other year, and then the spinoff films, and then we we're gonna go from there, and we got through two spinoff films before that That's went away. Stopped. Um, Lucasfilm is just, I have no, they have no idea what they're doing, which is remarkable to me. Yeah. 
Maybe with Kevin Feige on board now, that'll get a better roadmap going. I don't know. Well, he's just a producer of one film. I mean, that may be the next film we get is a Kevin Feige mm. thing. So I, uh, I think The Mandalorian is going to be a success for them. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to go more of the Disney Plus route in the meantime. Currently with that in Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, so Lucasfilm needs to figure it out. They need to sit down. Uh, and also, who stands up Star Wars? Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Lucasfilm, for you to get stood up like that shows that you're not doing something right. Because mm. Star Wars should the be the dream job. The Game of Thrones guys stood you up. Yeah, and it's just it's too bad because when they were first announced to do it, people were really excited. Um, and that was before Game of Thrones ended. Yes. And I think they do get kind of the, the short end of the stick on that because, yeah. I mean, they did do they seven, did a lot of good. seven very well done, for the most part, seasons of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And I know that the source material was really good to work with, but you still have to turn it into a TV show competently, yeah. and they did a very good job with that. Yeah. The ending, little rough landing, not, not wasn't the best ending that it could have had. Um but overall, I think they're competent storytellers. You're going to swing and miss every once in a mm-hmm. while. I mean, look sure. at Steven Spielberg. He's what? A, Steven Spielberg. What are you doing? Ready Player One. <laughs> Ready movie. Player One. <laughs> Never saw it. They're going to do goodness. Ready Player Two next. Anyway, but I, and I think this is probably a good thing because we don't want somebody to be kind of half in Lucasfilm, half in Netflix. Just mm-hmm. do one or the other. Uh, I think that there's such divisive people and figures in Hollywood right now that it's probably the best that they're not literally doing like the most divisive thing in Hollywood right now, which yeah. is Star Wars. Make some safe stuff for Netflix right now. Yep, make your Confederates. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. Uh, I'm going to give it a Bergeron because kind of whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Bergeron. It's not the best situation, but it, it might be better in the long run. You know how in the intro we say we talk about kind of whatever? That's this moment. Yeah, it also deals with movies and TV shows. But nope. All right. Uh, can we throw in the Ewan McGregor thing since I know you didn't really have oh, any Okay, I guess we can. Um, so Holden didn't Ewan- think it was a big deal that Ewan McGregor, they had like – he came out and said whatever this the this Obi-Wan series is a for sure thing and he couldn't say anything about it for four years even though he knew about it and he had to lie about it. I thought that's pretty interesting. I mean it's kind of interesting but I just didn't think it was like newsworthy. Wow. Yeah so pretty much Ewan McGregor he he had been lying to the audience. There there was a cool quote I had originally copied over but I deleted it because I decided I didn't want to talk about it but here we are I guess. Um, But uh, there was this cool quote from him uh, talking about it that was essentially like he he felt bad about lying because he had been raised to be like this really honest guy and he felt like he was a typically honest person and so for him to lie about this for like four years was kind of hard on him but uh, yeah. you, you win you win some you lose some <laughs> <laughs> all right you're actually doing some good ones today jimmy yeah i I'll know give you some credit i think you should just do the no- episode notes every week uh, Yes, nah. it's been decided. Nah, well, well, Elden, we'll congratulations, we'll you off. win. <laughs> um, I like not doing as much. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh. So speaking of Game of Thrones, you messed up the oh, transition. Oh yeah, that's right. You messed up the transition. <laughs> speaking Jimmy. of Game of Thrones, <laughs> um, <laughs> I repeated it. Did that make it any better? No, I didn't. Hey, you're getting a call, Jimbo. Oh. 
Who is it? I'll take this. <laughs> We're on pause. Hello? I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> hey. Well. <laughs> that's Emily Warden. Patron, thank you very much. Thank you, Emily. Guest, guest star on the podcast today. Crashing the podcast. So that, that. so that is the second person to ruin the podcast after Scott Sutter. Mm-hmm. What did you? What did Scott Sutter say about? Me? Oh, the Star Wars trailer. Oh yeah. Breakdown. Okay. Hey, I'm sure he's not alone in thinking this, but Scott Sutter was not happy that we spent 20 minutes hey, you on know the what? trailer breakdown. Scott last Sutter, week. two things. One, I don't go on your podcast and ruin it. So <laughs> there you go. There's that. And two, I explicitly put in the episode notes when we were going to be dissecting the Star Wars trailer. You could have skipped over it easily. Had you wanted to. He probably didn't think Thank it was you very be much. 20 minutes long. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm with you, Scott Sutter. So, uh, anyway, uh, we're you know talking what? about Game of Thrones. If you become a patron, I will not dissect any more Star Wars episode trailers. Please do it. <laughs> anyway, um, Game Hold of it. Thrones. Hey, Holden. I'll let you in on a little secret. There are no more Star Wars episode deep trailers. Oh. Well, I'll do it anyway. Uh, anyway, Game of Thrones... We got news. We got a couple of news on Game of Thrones. A couple uh, of news. A couple of news. Uh, so one of the Game of Thrones series was not picked up, and this was announced like the same day that D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, their thing, happened. Uh, but the Game of Thrones series that wasn't picked up was the one with Naomi Watts. The um, It's the uh, Long Night one. N- what? Yeah, the Long Night. That's oh, yeah, what the they really were, early one or whatever. Yeah, that was like a thousand years ago. Yeah. So that one wasn't picked up. Didn't sound too interesting to me, anyway. Uh, I was only kind of interested in it with the star power attached, but, I mean, I guess, whatever. Um, Well, maybe you should be interested in the new Star Wars because of the star power attached. There's literally stars in it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But there was one that was picked up. Uh, It was the House of Dragons series, um, which is being showrun by the director of The Long Night and Battle of Bastards episodes. Of Game of Thrones. Uh, and that ten one episodes, will... I believe. What? Ten episodes, right? It'll be ten episodes? I don't know. That's what I they have so it. far. Hopefully the show doesn't drag on. Wow. <laughs> drag <laughs> on. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be about the House Targaryen, I think. Um, yeah, I yeah it's about House Targaryen. So it said so many years before. Yeah. The, I think it was like 120-something, maybe. Probably. I don't um, know, maybe that's wrong. Uh, about something like that before the uh, events of the Game of Thrones. And it's based off of one of George's George R. R. Martin's like spin-off books or whatever. Yeah, Fire and Blood, I believe. Yeah. Which is maybe not that good. I don't know. So I don't we'll know find anything out. about it. Uh, but I'll give it a brokaw because I'd like to see more Game of Thrones. Oh, he's come around. What? I like, I like Game of Thrones. You are so apathetic about the when we, I was talking about this after Game of Thrones finished and uh, now you've come around and I've you'll do the off same you'll do the same you're like those dragon eggs am I right in the early part of Game of Thrones oh what the, yeah they yep. hatch in the fire yep yeah. and then they cool off yeah. <laughs> wow good analogy um, but you've come around. Good job, Holden. You're going to do the same for Star Wars Episode Nine. I, I can see that won't. glint in your eyes. No, I will not. Um, uh, still haven't bought tickets. Uh, <laughs> my next thing is... Well, you're the only the person in the world who hasn't, it seems like. Am I right? No. I'm just there's kidding. a lot of people. No, there's a lot of people who haven't. 
Um, the, I give it a brocock because I, oh, oh, yeah. I too would like to see more Game of Thrones. Good, good. I um, do consider my myself a little bit of a Game of Thrones aficionado. You know what I'm saying? Haven't read the books though. I haven't. No. Um, I haven't either. Uh, the next thing, uh, this one's kind of a sad one for me. Uh, well, and probably you. Um, but South Park and Rick and Morty are both going to be streaming exclusively on HBO Max next year, starting next year. Well, I better finish South Park. Yeah, huh? I don't want to download HBO Max. Um, I mean, I might eventually. I didn't see that. I believe HBO Max is going to be $15 still. They're not upping the price. for Like, like HBO normally? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they're putting yeah. HBO Max at the $15 price. Oh, okay. I think I saw that. Well, I mean, I guess that's good, but I still don't want to, like, pay 15 bucks a month for HBO. Um. Yeah, I think South Park fits on HBO. I mm. feel like that's a good spot for it. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, I don't want to pay for HBO, and I, I should finish that on Hulu. I feel I like having South Park on Hulu is, like, a pretty big thing, though, which kind of sucks. Um, although maybe Disney, since Disney owns Hulu now, they don't want South Park on there. Yeah, that's true. That, But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Bergeron because I think, you know, benefits. Yeah, sure, I'll give it a Bergeron, I guess. Uh, and Rick and Morty works on HBO as well, so I don't actually I don't know if Rick and Morty is an exclusive on HBO. I just saw it was streaming, but I know South Park will be exclusive on HBO. Um, okay, uh, next thing, a little bit of video game news. Uh, me and Jimmy talked about this briefly, but Death Stranding, the game that we have been covering uh, periodically on this podcast, uh, it's coming out this week, and critics have gotten their hands on it, and pretty pretty raving reviews from what I've seen uh, overall. Uh, Pretty positive, eighty-four. I, think over, I would say overall positive. Yeah, I wouldn't say like raving is like. Some some are raving. Eighty-four on Metacritic. That's good. good. Like that's yeah, good. Pretty solid. Um, yeah. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on it? We we both have looked at several reviews on it. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds really good. Um, from the un the story sounds very Kojima to me, and the fact that it sounds a little contrived at parts, but it's overall like a very good story. Um, and, uh, apparently, apparently the villain's kind of weak, which kind of sucks, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, Troy Baker, does he even work out? Yeah. What, I mean, wow. What's Mads Mikkelsen's Troy Baker, character? I don't even know. Troy Baker, never heard of him. Yeah. Um, it's apparently, the gameplay might be a little tedious, but I, it, like, apparently the action parts are really good from what I understand, uh, in between all the, uh, the delivering that you do as Norman Reedus um, and it's also a very lengthy game so there's a lot of content in it I don't know it sounds good to me I'm I'm pretty excited for it yeah um, I just like for me it looks like a good game mm -hmm. it just I don't necessarily think it looks like a fun game I don't think it's necessarily trying to be a fun game I don't think. Well, yeah, and I, I guess I don't think it's a game that. I mean, this is me having not played it, but it doesn't look like a game that after I play it, I'll be like aching to go back to. No, I think it's more kind of an experience, mm. uh, an emotional experience. I think like you're supposed to get frustrated. I think that's like part of the whole idea of it, mm -hmm. and it, it maybe you relate to the characters more and the world more by kind of doing things that may seem like a grind yeah um i think it's pushing the medium of video games in a very interesting way uh just in the way that it looks like it's it's promoting 
you to do things for future players Mm -hmm. by like building roads or paths uh, some sort of trail for like people who connect to like the network so the the way i understand it is the first you like you're going through this world and like the first time or two you have to like go and figure out your own way through the area to deliver a package but then you connect to some sort of network that literally accounts for every person online who has played the game before who makes stuff for other players to traverse the world easier and then they get like likes on it and stuff it seems like it has a very big social media influence um and i heard it's really satisfying to like get rewarded for helping others which is an an interesting bit of like social commentary i think it's it seems like a i mean we obviously live in a very divisive polarizing time Mm -hmm. where uh it feels like we're very divided and it's interesting that kojima has made this game to kind of unite us Mm mm-hmm which is it it's a very i don't i'm i don't have an adjective um, help like, me out it, well i i was going to compare it it's like the opposite of the new doom game where apparently you can join in as a demon and just kill the play, <laughs> in other other people's games and kill the player um yeah um it's original it is i think it's kind of there's nothing else like it mm. uh. Yeah, uh, I I the creative concept itself just has me really interested, and I really want to play it. Um, hoping to play it maybe this winter or something, maybe for Christmas or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it it brings up interesting questions about like what is the purpose of a video game? Is mm-hmm. it for is it like a movie where it's not it can sometimes not necessarily be enjoyable but be very impactful and uh is it like or is it just supposed to be like escapist fun like you know yeah um and personally i play video games for more of that escapist thing i use them as like breaks Mm -hmm. or whatever just pure entertainment i don't know if i see myself playing this game not because i think it's bad but just because it's not like my type of game for me it's like watching a sad movie almost not necessarily that this is gonna be a sad story but just kind of the same sort of it you have to be, be like sad. very intentional and deliberate about going through this entire experience and it's a big commitment mm. i mean i think to get what get out of it and i think you do get out of it what you put into it from what i've heard in the reviews so um i don't know if i'm gonna get it but i think it it looks interesting and i think it's an important video game i just want to be able to pee as norman Reedus, so yeah <laughs> what do you think of the product placement of the monster energy and the norman reedus's tv show and i didn't know that was a thing you didn't know that was so. a thing that's i'm staying pretty far away from everything in this of this game jimmy i've just been reading some some spare well that's reviews. in like the reviews man oh i guess i didn't notice that part anyway ign gave it a 6.8 i did see ign's review and then i was like don't care <laughs> <laughs> IGN, not always the most trustworthy. 8 out of 10, too much water. You hear about that, Yeah, that's, that's a, a meme. That's a meme. 8 out of 10, anyway, too much water. I give Death Stranding a... I think I'm going to give it a Bergeron, actually. I'm going to give it a Brocock, because I'm really excited now. It's enforcing my, my hype for it. It's not exactly what I wanted it to be, so I'm selfishly giving it a Bergeron. But I, right. hope every, I hope others enjoy it, and I'm open-minded to it being really uh, a good time. All right. 
Um, we also got announcements of Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 this week. Do you care about Oh, that? I didn't hear about Overwatch 2. Oh, I heard yeah. about Overwatch Diablo 4. So what is Diablo exactly? Uh, Diablo is like, it's an isometric perspective game. And it's probably, it's a very classic dungeon crawler uh, where you, you kind of build your characters um, and you, you have magic. You can play as different classes. It's kind of one of those, it's, it might be like the original kind of that game. How long has it been since Diablo 3 came out? Diablo 3 came out twenty. I don't, 2012? I think it's come out in this decade. It's I don't know. It seems like it's been around forever mm-hmm. to me. So well, especially for me, um, uh, Scott Sutter uh, played the crap out of that game. Ruiner of podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> no, he he played that game a whole heck of a lot, and he still occasionally picks it up. But it it it's always looked kind of fun. It's not necessarily my kind of thing, but I watched the trailer for Diablo Four, and it looks really solid. It's just like it looks really cinematic. The graphics look pretty good. Um, the new stuff they're adding looks pretty cool. Um, I think you should just look up the trailer, maybe, Jimmy. Then you can probably get a sense of what it is. Um, and then Overwatch 2. It looks like more Overwatch. Just kind of looks nicer. Some character redesigns, some character additions. And apparently Overwatch is good, but it's not really my thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll you. give it bro cause for people who like those games. Sure. Yeah. I'll second that. I don't, I don't know if I'll necessarily play either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm close-minded and I hate all video you games. You hate all video. That's I a do. classic Jimmy move right there. Um, I, I had a couple extra things if we went short, but we were going kind of long. I, the only other thing I'll mention, uh, Joker's box office is doing very, very well. Uh, there, it's currently almost at a billion dollars. It'll probably cross it. Um, and it's the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. Uh, and did you see it's, it's made almost money as we have. Yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty good. I, For an R-rated know, movie. Not every too. R-rated movie can do as well as we do. No. Um, but did you see Ryan Reynolds' like thing he posted about I it? I didn't. I heard about it. It was pretty funny because it was it, like it, it kind of mirrored like what James Cameron did when Avengers Endgame ended up uh, beating Titanic and it had like the iceberg thing. You see mm-hmm. that tweet? Uh, and it was it was like Ryan Reynolds and his tweet was like, oh, sh- uh, shout out to my friends at Warner Brothers for accomplishing this incredible thing. And it just showed the Joker poster, but instead of Joker, it just says, F- you or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was like, uh, classic Ryan Reynolds, always giving a good laugh, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, so fact Joker's doing this well. I like that it's doing this well. I think that's a good thing. I think hopefully that'll hopefully the thing this will reinforce good the good parts of Joker into uh into the industry. Hmm. I'm gonna give it a Broca. I'm gonna give it a Birdron. I've oh. cooled off on that movie. Okay. Well, I mean, I like I think even if you don't necessarily love the movie anymore, I think like the fact that this oh, kind of yeah, different I guess movie. I'm glad it's doing better than Justice League or. Batman? Did Batman v Superman do a little while? I don't know if it broke a billion. Uh, I'm glad it's doing better than Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly is doing that. Uh, Aren't we all? Yeah, right? <laughs> Our podcast is doing better than Justice League. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'll give it a broke Um Yeah, so that's it for Tom's this that's week. That's it for the Tom's.
what's up next, Holman? You got a random segment? I doubt it. No. All uh, right. Time no. For our review of Terminator. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I did kind of I uh, for I guess our a little extra time here. I did kind of want to dedicate it to talking about the first two Terminator movies. Yeah. Since Jimmy just watched Terminator, Terminator, and Terminator. I've watched two. three Terminator movies in like the course of. For 35 hours or something yeah. like that. 36 um, hours. I watched Terminator 2 this morning uh, before we went and saw Dark Fate, and I I think that was the first time I'd ever watched it all the way through. I've definitely caught a lot of parts of it, and I I mean, I know a lot of the references to it, um, but I haven't seen Terminator 1 in quite a while. So, uh, Jimmy, let's just kind of go over a little bit each one. Terminator 1, what's okay, your thoughts? Okay, just spoilers. Yeah, spoilers so across the board. So if you haven't seen like the first two almost thirty years old for yeah. Terminator. 2. If you haven't seen them by now, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, right. Who Jimmy. waits so long <laughs> like, to watch these movies? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, anyway, Terminator One first ten minutes are terrible, atrocious, a shame <laughs> to Hollywood. It's just so bad. You see Arnold Schwarzenegger's hanky just flopping around. If you know what I mean. Uh, I do know what you mean, Jimmy. Why did they make him naked? I don't know, but the rest of the franchise has been stuck with that. <laughs> for better or for worse. I think, you know, I think it's fine. I think I, I It think just seems like an inconvenience at this point. They're like, oh, man, we have to do the, the naked thing. I Well, that's... Um, okay, I'm, I'm giving Genesis a little bit of credit here as much as I hate Genesis. I think Genesis explains that, Dude. like, you can't like they have to have that flesh or whatever because otherwise they can't be sent back or something like that i don't remember it was something like that. adam and eve yeah exactly <laughs> and so that's why Gems. like the clothes don't get sent back or something like that i don't know yeah i don't know it, it's they, it's they say something about it in the first one it's just a plot device to make to something see his wang yeah his Johnson. <laughs> his Johnson. His Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, but there's like, he goes, it's like these 80s punk guys who are like looking through a telescope, telescope or something. And then he just comes over and he's like looking for clothes. And it's just the most incoherent action sequence of all time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this does not bode well for the rest of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's at kind of, I think, the role that cemented, cemented him in pop culture. I'm not sure if that, if he had done an action movie before that one. Um, but if not, I mean, it's what got him started. Uh, and he's very good in it. He's got, you know, so many quotable one-liners and whatnot. And uh, the Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor, uh, Linda Hamilton, I can't remember who the actor who plays Kyle Reese, but they're both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle, the guy who plays Kyle Reese. I don't know if you've ever played Far Cry Blood Dragon. Have you? Nope. Okay, Far Cry Blood Dragon, very good game. I don't like Far Cry that much, but it's like this homage to '80s movies. It's very funny. But anyway, he plays the he voices the main character in that. That's pretty. I wish we had more homages to the '80s. Yeah, right. We don't have enough of that. No, we don't. Um. Anyway, uh, really good uh, movie. Uh, I don't know how much to say about it. I guess I got more to say about Terminator Two. I think it is more for like, I don't know if it's just because I watched it first, but of the first two, it seems like I've already kind of Terminator Two has overshadowed it in so mm-hmm. many ways. It's uh, Terminator One is one of the few movies that has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, it, especially it's, on like uh, with so many critic reviews out. 
Well, and seeing it, it it certainly is a classic. I mean, the T the T eight hundred design is just uh, is great. Like the exoskeleton, yeah, oh, holds up holds up really well. The um, stop motion effects though don't hold up at all. I um, think, uh, well, yeah, it's it's kind of my same opinion that I have about the soundtrack, which me and Jimmy also disagree on. I think it's other uh, than it's, the theme, yeah, it's of its time. And I think that kind of makes it endearing in a way. And I, I kind think of it is. Like I think it. it's endearing. Yeah, I just, uh, it distracted me from the movie. Okay, it is the Terminator. The original seems like the quintessential '80s movie. It I is. The best it is. Got the, it. got the synth score. It's got the. It's got one-liners. It's got Arnie. It's got. I would be back. Some stop-motion effects. Hell yeah! It's got some good twists. What? I don't remember what a twist is in it. <laughs> that Kyle's the dad of John. Oh Connor. yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. Yeah, which I think is spoiled in the trailer. Every single twist in every Terminator movie has been spoiled by the trailer, except for this new one. But the tri- this, the twist is pretty obvious in the new one. So. Oh my gosh. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but yeah, dude, old trailers—they just give everything away. Yeah. Everybody's like, trailers are so bad these days. I'm like, dude, have you ever watched the old trailers? They literally just are the entire movie for like three minutes. Well, and that—that's a good segue into the second movie because everyone went into Terminator 2 after having seen the trailer, knowing Arnold was the good guy. Unless, unless you're this. like, unless you're, you're like 22 Jimmy. years old, you've never seen a Terminator movie. You really haven't, you don't know anything other than I'll be back in hasta la vista, baby. And you don't even know what context those are in. And you're watching it. And your mind is blown that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy. Somehow Jimmy, <laughs> you the film aficionado <laughs> and like lover of, like just watching like Simpsons, which references Terminator 2 a lot, just doesn't know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy in that movie. It is really like if you don't if you somehow don't know, it is really clever how they do it because like I mean they never explicitly have him say or like think about killing John Connor before he's revealed to be the good guy, but you just kind of assume after having seen the first movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I was like I was totally thinking the other guy was like the Kyle character. Oh, I didn't even know you thought that. Yeah, that. no. Okay. I and I should have known better because I mean I have seen clips of him like going through the bars and stuff. It just didn't register in my like my that memory didn't like resurface maybe for Jimmy's some reason. Just dumb. Maybe I'm just <laughs> maybe I'm just not too intelligent, as um, they say. But hey, man, I enjoyed this movie a lot because of it. The scene where uh, the T1000 goes and kills uh john carter's step parents i think Connor, not carter i keep john carter <laughs> john carter of mars <laughs> john connor's step parents and arnold's calling him up on the phone he's like your step parents are dead we need to go uh i think that's really clever mm-hmm. um that just there are several bits like that the action is way better oh yeah it's in the cinematic aspect ratio which the i always is like all very good in the movie like the whole the canal chase is a classic that's a really entertaining scene mm-hmm. i like the practical use of all the vehicles because it makes the destruction just seem that much cooler yeah the effects are i mean they had seven year advantage and they're mm-hmm. definitely improved um yeah i I think Terminator 2 is the perfect sequel. It goes in all the right directions. I like mm-hmm. how uh, 
Sarah Connor is kind of just in this madhouse with the same like uh, psychologist that talked to her in the first movie. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. Um, and I mean, because clearly you clearly you wouldn't believe her. No, yeah. And then you're still not going to believe her in like later as we will see if she changes the, when she changes the future mm-hmm. um so i like that whole element of it I, at first i didn't like john connor because he's just like a punk kid yeah but the whole humanizing of uh arnold schwarzenegger was i really good and i, I enjoyed it so much and yeah he becomes like he w- went from the big bad to this really lovable kind of you know hero yeah and like the special like the computer special effects hold up pretty well because it's like pretty simple like i mean it's obviously yeah like the dawn of cgi yeah you you wouldn't think that like liquid metal robert patrick is is real but it it looks it it doesn't look as bad as a lot of stuff that did back then or would now uh also robert patrick is really good as the t-1000 He's yeah. a good actor. He's in some. He's in. Uh, he he pops up here. And, and they there. fly a helicopter under a bridge. That's yeah, pretty that's impressive. Pretty cool. Uh yeah. Uh, so and we can uh, give quick ratings on both if you want. Well, Terminator One is a good one. Mm-hmm. I I <laughs> give that a. I give, give Terminator One a eight out of ten. I'll yeah. I I'll say eight point five out of ten. Okay. And then. Um, I'll give Terminator 2 9.5 out of 10. I definitely like yeah, the second one better. 9, 9.5 uh, I think that equates to a two, Thomas two thumbs up while you're sinking in lava. Brokaw. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Which is the <laughs> the funniest and most out of place moment of the movie, but it's hilarious. No, it's so it. funny. Well, it, it's it's like it's a cute callback to this like just subtle thing from earlier in the movie, yeah. but it's but it's like <laughs> it's just funny. It's really funny. It's a classic. Anyway, uh, so now on to our review of the newly released Terminator Dark Fate. We're back into non-spoilers, so we you're are. safe here. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to the spoilers of the first one, you listen to non-spoilers of this. Wait, that does make sense. Never mind. Yeah. Shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, did, I did not write down a synopsis for this, so I'm just going to try to give a quick synopsis. Um, basically, it's 2019. They stopped it's Judgment the Day. They stopped or Judgment Day. Or did they? No, they did stop Judgment Day. They did. They postponed Judgment yeah. Day. Sarah Connor's like, hey, Judgment Day is not happening anymore. So then. Boy, I sure like happen. having a living son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Sarah Connor's stopped Judgment Day, but then there's this Terminator that's sent back to kill this young girl. Uh, who lives in Mexico, and there's this other woman who was sent back to Mexico uh, to help protect her, and that's the movie. Uh, picture Connery this. Picture in. this. That there's a Terminator sent back in time, and oh, then there's someone a, else. There's back someone else sent back in time. <laughs> it's it's it's. It's it's kind of like a combination of the first two movies, but not as egregious as Genesis did it this, to me. This does feel quite a bit like a, a a rehash of Terminator 2. Yeah. Not like direct rehash, mm-hmm. but very similar. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh but is it good? Is it bad? Holden or what are you thinking? Uh I think it's not very good, but it's kind of entertaining. I think it's and it, it, I think it's quite entertaining. I don't think it's that bad. Like I think you i think i liked it more than you did probably uh i mean i obviously don't have a deep 
a, as deep a, of an attachment with the Terminator franchise. It's not something that's nostalgic for me, having watched the first two. It's not. I mean, it's not super nostalgic for me. I mean, I think I only watched the first movie like a few years ago. It's not like something yeah. I've been living with. I think I would like the movies more, or they'd be. I have a closer attachment with them had I had I seen them earlier mm-hmm. or like been around when they came out. Um, but I, you know, I think this movie. It does things that some fans are not going to like. I, and not having this attach, attachment to certain characters, I don't really care. Sure. And I can I can accept it more easily than not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the plot, but we can't talk about that here, really. Yeah. Um, um, let's just go with uh, the cast. How did you think that the cast was, first and yeah. foremost? Uh, I think the cast was pretty good for the most part. Uh, Linda Hamilton's really good. Uh, she's a good actress, and it's kind of a shame she hasn't done more. Um, but she's good in all three Terminator movies she's in. Uh, she was uh, Chuck's mom in, the, in network TV's Chuck, my favorite TV show. Um, but, yeah, she's very good in this movie. Uh, she's got some good emotional bits in it that she does very well, and she's... A pretty good for for you know being as old as she is, she does some pretty good action stuff. Um, I mean, I know a lot of it's CG and there's stunt doubles and whatnot, but you know, that's yeah, good. I Linda Hamilton's great. Arnold Schwarzenegger is yeah, great. Very good. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably the best part of the movie. He is the best. I mean, part he's of the, the movie. best part of all the movies. I think. Um, all the movies he's in. Then we have the character named Grace. Her actress, I think, is good. Yeah, Mackenzie Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Junipero, Black Mirror. I haven't seen that. It's apparently, seen no, apparently it's a good one, though. It's a good one. Uh, she's also the prostitute from Blade Runner. Oh, really? Yeah. She's She's in uh, several things. She's a good actress. Uh, and Yeah, she's good in this movie. Uh, I didn't find her character that compelling, but I thought she did. I didn't right. either. And they kind of tried to explain her, but it didn't make me... F- I think it just kind of made me more confused about who exactly I she was. I was okay, so I, it's in the trailer. She's an augmented human, um, so she has like body armor and like enhanced strength of some sort. But I didn't really understand how that worked. No, they, they and just kind of showed like, a vague surgical procedure. <laughs> and then they kind of just said random stuff as you went along. You know, yeah. Like, okay, and it comes with this kind of big weakness that's like she just. She's just gets tired over time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I think she was adequate, though. Yeah, with what she was given, she she did a good job. She definitely didn't. Uh, The young girl who I can't remember what. Danny. Danny. Okay. She's She's, suitable. I think she doesn't hold the movie back. She doesn't weigh it down or anything. No. uh, It was kind of. I thought it was interesting that, especially since. uh, it kind of seems like if they m- end up making more sequels, they kind of want to bring her to be a central part of it. It kind of seemed interesting that they didn't make her more of a and, and well, and especially with her like, like, cru- her being crucial to the plot. It was weird that she wasn't like more central to the movie because I felt like they spent more time with like every other character than her. It just it seemed like. I mean, she did fine, but it just didn't seem like she was as important as they were trying to make her out to be. Yeah, it's. I think there may have been like a better version of this out there where you could have somehow changed up the characters a little bit, so mm-hmm. they already had like a pre-existing connection with each other. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it breaks the movie to sure. introduce her as a new character. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get into. 
Well, I guess talk about the action at all. Yeah. Okay. The action is surprise. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But and that was probably my favorite part of the movie was the action, just because it's 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 kind of like cartoonish. It's it doesn't like it. It's not like trying to be super grounded or anything. Like uh, I keep comparing it to Genesis, but I can't help myself. Um, it like kind of what Genesis tried to do with its action. Um, it like because people are just kind of leaping about and they're just hitting each other with really heavy things. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention the first two Terminator movies. I love how they throw everyone through a window. Oh, I guess I didn't notice <laughs> they're that. Like, they like pick up a guy, throw him through a window. <laughs> oh, I wanted to comment that. Okay, so the bad guy Terminator in this, the I guess I didn't mention how he did. He did a Diego Luna did a pretty good job as the the Rev Nine in this movie. That was Diego Luna. I think that's well, that was his name, right? No, Diego Luna is the. I thought I heard Diego Luna was. That was if it. that's Diego Luna, I'm insane. Let me check. Uh, let me well, I'm insane, but. Oh no, that's not Diego Luna. I can't. I was I like, I, Diego I Luna is the guy who plays name. Cassian Andor in Rogue One, and I'm like, You're that, right. it's definitely not him. Well, I can't remember who it was who played him then, because I thought I heard it was him. No, I didn't recognize that. Oh, Gabriel I, Luna. Gabriel. Luna. <laughs> okay, so both Luna. All right. Um, La misma Luna. That's yes. the name of a of a Mexican film. I think you're right. Except that they weren't the same moon. It means the same moon. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, uh, he did good. Um. But the Rev Nine. Uh. I wanted to make a comment about how he, how many windows he like shoves his hand through in this movie. He keeps like breaking the the dash window on like every vehicle he's in, and he does it like five different times. And they do it in Terminator Two a couple times too. So I don't know if this is just like a thing Terminators do. Like, oh, my vision's obscured. Let's break this window. He does it on, like, every single, like, truck he's in or the helicopter he's in. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. I started, like, counting whenever it would happen. Yeah. Um. Wow. Going to deep spoilers there, Holden. Yeah. Breaking yeah. windows. Oh, man. Um, um, oh. Okay. I was going to say about the action. It, it begin The beginning, it was, like, too intense for me. It was, like, like it almost felt, like, really sped up. Yeah, the first action scene. Not that I was it was not that it was incoherent. It just was so intense that it made me think about how intense it was, and therefore I wasn't paying attention about what was happening in the movie, and I was taken out of the movie. Uh, the first action scene, just in general, kind of had me bored because I was like, "This is I don't know any of, of the characters. No, and don't I was really just, care. A lot was happening, and it was all and it was it, it did long. seem sped up. It was, it was long, long. Um." And the climax of this movie is also very long, but by that point, the action seems like just to be filmed better at the end of the movie. I don't know. It, and I think it's just more exciting, and they, they mm -hmm. kind of throw the whole kitchen sink in there with what they're doing. Oh, literally. yeah. I'll talk about that in spoilers. Not literally. There's no kitchen sinks, I don't think. There might be somewhere. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, action in general, just very entertaining, uh, bombastic, a lot of stuff happening. It, looked, it, it was a lot better than it looked in the trailers, which looked kind of boring. Um... I think the script for this movie is pretty bad. Yeah, there there are certain scenes that are not good. Yeah. Um it it really forces this divide between Grace and Sarah Connor that doesn't need to be there. It feels really forced. Like Grace just hates Sarah Connor 
for like kind of yeah. no reason for and for a long time too like it, there doesn't and i don't i can't remember at what point they start like trusting each other but it just kind of seems unnecessary like i get like you be suspicious of sarah because you don't know who she is you're suspicious of her like when you first meet but like they go for a long time and she's still like i don't trust yeah. you Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best part of this movie. He's got some pretty funny lines in it. Um, yeah, his humor is good. Um, it's interesting, his kind of story um, in this movie and how he got there. I don't understand how he got there. We can talk about that in spoilers. Um, I don't understand. Okay. Help me. <laughs> I, I'll try to explain it. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about the political nature of this movie at all? Okay. Uh yeah, we can a little bit. Without getting into, like, plot details as to what it revolves around, there's some pretty egregious, like, Border Patrol commentary in yeah. it. Um, I mean, yeah, what else? I, well, I guess we could, like, that that whole thing, it's just, it's really obvious. Especially it's, just, like, with, like, how tensions in our nation and stuff are right now. It's just, like, a really obvious it's commentary. It's so on the nose in yeah. some places, too. It, it makes me wonder if, like, the setting of, new uh, of like, being starting in Mexico was only there only for that. Only for this voter like, patrol sequence stuff. and I don't know. Um... I mean, it's it's in there. I just was going to say, like, if you are a huge proponent with, like, the current administration's plan for the border, you're going to be offended yeah. by this movie. Yeah, and it's, for sure. Yeah, I just, so, <laughs> I just want, like, if, if you, if that's, like, if you don't want to be offended by this movie, I would me, me not and recommend were, going to it. Me and Jimmy were kind of hoping for there to be, like, an, uh, a really egregious gun control <laughs> which there like, is like there's, there's not, a moment really. where it's there's a moment where there could have been and yeah. they went for a more joking nature instead which, which is, is for good. the best probably and it was almost immediately after the whole border patrol stuff yeah but, um so yeah i guess and i didn't really appreciate that some of the effects weren't very good uh whenever it, i i don't know i don't know what it is but like certain times when you would see like cgi versions of characters like especially gabriel luna's character like it just wouldn't seem that convincing and there's a whole scene at the beginning of the movie that's spoilerish that almost <laughs> looks like an animated <laughs> like an animated tv show it or something. involves de-aging yeah. and one dh person looks pretty good and then the other, other i thought some others <laughs> i don't know like. i thought the the one that you thought looked just like a, a cartoon character i thought it looked like passable and then there's a DH, very famous person that's very recognizable who does not look anything no. like the, who they were. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's... Anything else to say before we give our rating? Uh, very generic soundtrack. The only times it stood out was when it used the theme. Yeah, but then it seemed very reluctant to use the theme until the very end. Yeah. It was just like... It would like yeah. fade out before it would like resolve the theme. I'm like, just do the theme. Oh, it didn't shy away from the dun 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 dun. That was in it quite a bit. Dun 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 dun. That was in it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I oh, I guess especially around Arnold. I I I guess one thing I'd like to say I could I would have liked to see more future stuff. I always I I 
thought the future stuff in this was not good. No, so I'm glad I, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I, guess I, may, maybe, I guess maybe that could be part of my spoilers. Okay. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, I just, disregard that. <laughs> wipe your memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think the future stuff in the Terminator movies tends to be the least interesting, at least of the three I've seen. Sure. I like the contemporary, the, the modern or the present day. I like the contemporary juxtaposition. I have a letterbox to count. I have the juxtaposition. I like the juxtaposition of the future with the present. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yes, letterboxed. And, I'm anyway. old Sutter. <laughs> Anyway, I'll do the episode uh, notes now. Let's uh, let's get into spoilers. Let's for this do topic. our ratings. Oh yeah, ratings. Uh, so I will give this movie. Uh, it's gonna be lower than mine, I'm sure. I'm gonna give it a five. Oh, I thought you were gonna say four. I was gonna go four point five. Maybe I'll go four point five. I'm gonna give it a seven. I thought I liked it. Okay. I was entertained. I don't think it's as bad. I think. There are character arcs that go certain places that are rewarding enough. Um, I haven't seen Terminator 3, 4, or 5. Mm. So if they completely alter things that you like in those movies, I apologize. Sure. And maybe it's terrible. Um, it's definitely not as good as the first two. No. I would say just watch the first two. That seems like a perfect ending, and you don't. I mean, it. it's a natural sequel, and then you can be done. Um, you don't need this, uh, yeah. but I don't. It didn't ruin it for me. It's bolstered by some good moments and by like pretty good characters, and that's that's why it's hard for me to give it a four point five. But I just I really don't like the other aspects of the movie. I think so. That's why I'm gonna give it a four point five. Is it the beginning scene? Do you, is that? A I don't like knock? that, but I mean, there's other parts of it I don't okay. like. All right. We'll get into spoilers now. On to spoilers. All right, Jimmy. So, yeah, I, let's talk about that opening scene that we've been alluding to. Uh, so, beginning of the movie. <laughs> Sarah Connor's just in the, Mexico enjoying having a living son. Yeah, you know, the son's very alive. John, at, over at the bar getting a drink, you know, enjoying on life. Some girls. Yeah, probably. Testing it. I know he was. Oh, was it? Testing oh, yeah, out his right Spanish. Um, and then, <laughs> a, then. D, a poorly DH Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> just like walks out of the water. I think he walks. Does he walk out of the water? He walks back into the water. I don't remember. Anyway, he just like walks out of the the water by the the shore they're on, and <laughs> shoots John Connor and kills him right there at the beginning of the movie. It's a it's a it's it, it's like very, Edward. It's very Edward Furlong. Anti, very anticlimactic, climatic for yeah. a character who's been through all the so events crucial. of Terminator 2 and been so crucial to the Terminator series and then just to die well, at a beach bar. Yeah, and like it, it's a it is like Edward Furlong. I mean, it's not obviously him cuz he's much older now, but it is it's he has an aged a bit. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks good for his age. Um no, but I I thought well, Arnold Schwarzenegger did look really bad in that scene, but I also thought Edward Furlong or the that the character of John Connor, I guess, looked really bad because I thought, obviously, you can't have him like be de-aged because he's taller and whatever now, and I, he he doesn't act anymore either. Um, but I just thought like the animation or whatever they used wasn't very good. I um, mean, I thought it was passable. I didn't really notice. 
It was. It's also interesting because I, I think there's a deleted scene maybe added into the director's cut of Terminator 2 where he becomes, like, John Connor becomes president or something. It's very weird. So I guess that's not canon not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I watched the theatrical cut, huh? Um, president of being dead. <laughs> Bloom roasted. <laughs> uh, anyway. And then Sarah Connor's obviously like, oh no, I was enjoying having my living son and now he's not alive anymore. Yeah, it was, she's very sad, which makes sense. Um, anyway, I think that's, it's kind of an insult, I think, to the other movies almost. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it makes the other two movies feel very pointless. Since that's like the whole thing is like they're trying to keep Sarah Connor alive in the first one because she's going to give birth to John Connor. And then they're trying to keep John Connor alive in the second one because he, he's this huge resistance leader in the future. And now he's just dead. Like, And admittedly, this movie goes in the direction of Skynet not. I mean, Skynet's still gone, but it's, it just seems dumb. It seems like an unnecessarily way to make. It's like, Sarah you know what Connor. happened in Terminator 2? Turns out they just postponed it. Yeah. It's like when you're on your, your Mac and it's like updates available. And, and it's like, like right remind now. Remind me or later. Remind me tomorrow. <laughs> That's basically what and Terminator. And you keep pressing the remind me tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and there's another Terminator. And you're like, oh, I got to do this again. Yeah. Because it, it's, <laughs> it astonishes me that they didn't, they didn't just keep it as Skynet. Instead, they had to, like, make this whole other entity that did the exact same thing. Which was thing. called... Legion. Legion. And Which it was is also a very cyber, generic name. Cyber security thing, and it was yeah. a new take. And It's, it's like, the exact same well, thing I mean, Skynet was. Well, I mean, it makes was. sense, because you're not going to... I mean, this, it's not going to be the same people. It's not going to be the same yeah. name and all that. I don't know. It... It just seemed really... Uh, it seemed dumb that it was, like, the exact same thing, though. Like, it couldn't have, like... Because that's pretty much what Skynet was, was cyber defense. And, like, we're going to sell it to the military or whatever. Or they did sell it to the military. Um, and so the fact that they just did the same thing with this other huge network, it's like, I'm just, I just kind of want to call it Skynet again. It seems dumb. They should have just done it Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. What, I kind of fits can't in the Terminator. I can't remember what that, uh, that company's called. Yeah. Faro. Faro Industries. Um, F-A-R-O. Yeah. Uh, but... It, I it, I don't know. I, it, this whole alternate future, it was just the same future. Yeah, it, it was, was the same. Really it dumb. was literally just the same future twenty years later. Yeah. pretty much, pretty much. Like it, there was nothing unique about and it. And you even had like the regurgitation of the John Connor esque figure in yeah, uh, da Daniela. So it's yeah. like, I the thing for me is like they're like they send her send Grace back to defend her. It's like why you def why don't you just do the same thing you did in Terminator Two where you go and tell the people not to invent the thing they're gonna yeah. invent and here's the evidence hey look we literally have this Terminator guy I'm an aug uh, augmented human or whatever you would think by that point that like Sarah Connor I mean I guess assuming she lives that long that her like story would have ha like gone out and people would have heard it and been like oh well we could do that again well people think she's crazy because Judgment Day never came you know? well I mean but then when Legion takes over you'd think people would take her more seriously or whatever I am uh, I think that's not a big plot hole thing but I'm just like what are, what are you doing why does it like you cannot die Danny it's like well no you no she's expendable you just Delay the future again. Yeah, exactly. And then they can just come back and kill her anyway. You know what? We're just inevitably going to die from robots. Yeah, that's going to happen. Terminator's showing us that. 
Yeah. Never ending cycle. Um yeah. I don't in like the the core of this movie, like the core like chase or whatever they're trying to do is just it's very reminiscent of the other two Terminator movies. It just feels the like first a, two, yeah. yeah, it feels like a combination of the two a little bit. I it's it's dumb. <laughs> I just I really yeah, don't this, like what like, they did with the plot. The second all. one seems like such a natural sequel mm-hmm. that goes in unexpected places um, and does unexpected things. But when you like look at it, it's like that was the right way to go. It yeah. makes sense. It's creative and original. This one just is like, yep, they did the formula again. Mm-hmm. It didn't bring anything new to the table, no. other that. Other than this time, the hero's a woman. And somehow... She's a Mexican minority woman. Yay. Yeah. But you didn't see that plot twist coming. Especially yeah. when Sarah Connor's like, it's just your son. You're just the womb. It's yeah. just your son every yeah, two minutes. Yeah, keep reiterating about how, oh, Danny's going to give give birth to the leader or whatever. And then it's revealed very late in the movie. Like, oh. For no reason. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, where it was Dan- Danny's the one that's going to be the hero in the future. And it's incredibly obvious. Because she's very young. Like, it wouldn't make sense that she'd be, like, old or dead by that point unless she got I killed. Was kinda I was kind of hoping that Arnold came back because for some reason in the alternate future, John Connor turns out to be a villain or something. That's like the plot of Terminator Genesis. Oh. just describes. <laughs> <laughs> John Connor uh, comes back in that movie and he's a Terminator. He's a Terminator? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all these good ideas I'm having. Oh my God. You could write that movie. <laughs> anyway. Uh, how did Arnold Schwarzenegger come back? Say what you're going to say, man. How did Arnold Schwarzenegger come back in this movie? Uh, in okay. Terminator 2, I'm pretty sure okay. they said, again, it was one Terminator came back, the T. T-1000 and one human came back. But I don't think they said that in that movie. I thought they did. I I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that they made that clarification in the second movie. And if that's the case, then they could have theoretically sent it back multiple Terminators. Now, the thing that doesn't but, make sense yeah, is why, why would, it wasn't... Where was it? Why wasn't the T-1000 and where was it when the T-1000 was tracking him down? Yeah, exactly. We need to promote collaboration. They didn't go to those leadership workshops yeah. over there about teamwork. Hey, they collaborated in Terminator Genesis. Another, at, another yeah, thing to see, say about Terminator Genesis. Look at this. I think I'm kind of proving that Terminator Genesis is this <laughs> sequel great. we're all looking for. Oh, uh, <laughs> I haven't to seen let you, to let you listeners know, I went to Terminator Genesis at the premiere, and I <laughs> it was really bad. That's why I keep comparing it. It's, it's hot in my memory, even though it's really bad. Um, yeah. Uh, I oh okay, and then you you had been talking about like, or we we'd mentioned like Sarah Connor keeps like killing these terminators over time or whatever and that's how she becomes like a badass or whatever it, or like how she becomes well trained is because like Where every couple from? of years these terminators keep getting sent back and yeah skynet's gone so skynet's not doing it and is like why is legion sending back these terminators at like random points in time unless skynet for some reason sent like maybe this is how it was and they didn't explain it very well like skynet 
sent several, but they sent them to different times. That could be. That must be. And that be would make sense. I guess that would make sense that because must be then she wouldn't be like, why Why do these Terminators look slightly different? <laughs> <laughs> why is this Terminator poorly de-aged? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. I could buy that, I guess. Um, um, but yeah, they didn't explain it. But that's it. stupid. Just send five of them at once. Yeah. You know how hard it is to take out one Terminator? Try taking out five of them. Yeah. They ch- Killing the Terminator in this movie was so hard. I was thinking, like, what if they just send another one, like, the next day or something? Like, they'd be <laughs> fucking screwed. Why would? Why did they only send one? I don't know. No, they sent two, Jimmy, because uh, so that one can split apart. Oh, my gosh. That bothered me. Because if it splits apart... Why does it ever come back together? Yeah. That, it's a dis- disadvantage. It is a disadvantage. It doesn't make sense unless they're infiltrating right, something. I'm done. We've talked enough about this. Oh, I well, I wanted to... I, I mentioned, That's too bad. I want to talk about the action, the action at the end of the movie, which I think is insane. And I just kind of want to like do a quick walkthrough of what happens in this movie. Hopefully you've seen it. If not, this will probably just seem wild to you. So they, they steal a plane. The, our main characters, including Arnold Schwarzenegger, they steal the this plane to get away from Gabriel yeah, Luna. A plane with a ton of fuel. Yeah. That, for some reason, they, the Terminator just doesn't blow up. Yeah. <laughs> so so they steal it, and the Terminator tries to get onto the plane. Arnold Schwarzenegger fights him off. It, the Termi- then the Terminator steals another plane, flies after them, like crashes into the plane but then also kind of jumps onto the plane then there's a zero gravity fight in the cargo bay of this first plane which is a a pretty insane fight although it involves arnold schwarzenegger beating the shit out of someone which is always fun to see and then the uh danny and some of the other main characters get into a jeep fall off the plane the jeep is sustained in the air by parachutes the jeep falls onto a dam slides off the dam into the water it's stuck underwater then the terminator quickly follows and starts like fighting them underwater inside of this jeep and then they go inside of the dam and destroy the terminator by throwing him into the dam turbines (laughs) it's wild it's long and it's pretty entertaining it's my favorite part of the movie a lot of shit happens a lot of explosions my favorite part of the movie is arnold schwarzenegger and his backstory and his line about the drapes yeah uh they wanted to give a little little girl's room if she's a three-year-old girl a solid, solid color. color solid color drapes don't said, do it don't do it don't do it he's because he's got that butterflies because he's playing dots. the he's playing the t-800 but he's like he's, he's a like, terminator boyfriend yeah he's, he's a like good he's listener. essentially gotten this family he's essentially the perfect boyfriend yeah and it, it's kind of this cute thing and uh I, I guess before we're done i wanted to mention linda hamilton's uh like emotional stuff at that point, I think is really good. When yeah. she's like talking about nice. how she can't like remember John, yeah, I like, can't remember his face. I thought that was really good. Yep, very good. All right, yeah, you I done? think that's it. There we go. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey Jimmy, what are you doing? I get to go first this time. Wow. I've watched a lot since our last podcast. Sorry, it's been a couple weeks. It has been a couple weeks. Uh, Wild Hogs is coming. Yeah, we're not delaying it, but 
Jimmy kind of was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jimmy uh, had had a lot of I stuff was, to do. I was very busy, and the last thing I wanted yeah, to do you, was to review Wild Dogs. Yet here you are talking about how much you've watched over the last week. Uh, some of it was for school. Okay. Um, so I obviously watched the first two Terminator movies, which we talked about already. But I also watched Holden Sutter's famous, famous, uh, favorite film from last year, 2018. Uh, sorry to bother. Oh my god. Sorry goodness. to bother you. <laughs> it's getting late. Oh I yeah, I forgot you watched this. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bother you. I quite liked it. It's mm-hmm. bizarre, it's, but it's very original, oozing with style. Has some interesting social commentary, I think, uh, and in a couple different places uh, in race and uh, uh, economic capitalism yeah. critique. Um, very interesting, I think. Very well done. Yeah. Um, it's off the walls. Yeah, yeah. It cannot. You have to go in like knowing nothing about it. Yeah. You just have you to have kind of go know based off of our recommendation. It's not for everybody. You got to be very open minded to it. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, but I like that a lot. And then I also watched the uh, film called Citizen Kane, if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> what? For class. Is this one of those indie movies that yeah, you guys want to rave about, yep. Jimmy? Citizen yep. Kane. So for those of you who don't know, Citizen Kane is a movie from 1941. It's the directorial debut of, like, what is he, 26 at the time? Orson Welles, very young. He co-wrote it. He directed it, he edited it, and he was the main star in it. He played Citizen. He's played Charles <laughs> Foster. Kane. Charles Foster Kane. Um, it's considered to be one of, if not the greatest movie in American cinema. Um, and hot take, I thought it was a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I liked. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Okay. Because you know sometimes. Um, I think I got a little bit burned with The Godfather on that. I think I need to revisit The Godfather because mm-hmm. it wasn't what I was expecting. And I went to Citizen Kane with very reserved expectations, and I was, I really liked it. Um, I watched it for a class, and not a film class, just about class, about a class about American history uh, during that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and my professor made a very interesting comparison to a more contemporary movie that I thought was. Uh, spot on um, I haven't seen it for a while you've actually just watched it recently but he compared it to the social network mm-hmm. and uh, Charles Foster Kane's uh, character arc is very similar and it's there are a lot of um, commonalities commonalities between the films that uh, I did not think about until he said that so huh. now I, I want to revisit yeah. the social network yeah I'd like to see Citizen Kane now yeah. I, I mean not that I didn't want to see it already <laughs> but <laughs> Um, I, I think I've been doing other things since then, but I'll let you take it away. Okay. Uh, so I've watched a couple movies since last we, uh, spoke. I watched Total Recall, uh, which is an Arnold Schwarzenegger sci-fi movie from the early nineties. And it's very dated, but it's very funny and cool. It's really creative. Um, it's got some, it's, it's directed by the guy who directed the original RoboCop and also Starship Troopers. And much like those movies, it's got some pretty obvious social commentary and some like very just kind of hamminess to it. But it's kind of like it's it's in, I said endearing earlier, but I'll say it again. It's endearing in that way. It's just kind of it fits the tone of like the movie that because it, it doesn't take itself very seriously. It um yeah I don't know. It's it's got some great lines in it. Uh. It was, that was the movie where uh, uh, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, uh, consider that a divorce. Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard. That's probably one of his most famous one-liners. Um, very good. Uh, would recommend it. Um, it's probably not for everyone if you don't like kind of schlocky action movies from that area, though. Um, I also watched High Fidelity um, starring, what's his name? John Cusack, I think. Um, anyway, uh, romantic comedy from like 2000. And it's very, it's very unique. Uh, I keep saying the word unique. It almost makes it not unique. But it, it's, it's very different from a lot of other romantic comedies. Uh, it's about this record stop shop owner. Um, and he kind of is like going through the list. Uh, he's, he's like a compulsive list maker. And he goes through this list of uh, his like breakups over time and rates them. And Jack Black's in it. It was probably one of Jack Black's early roles, and it's kind of funny. I, f I feel like I'm Jack Black's character in that movie. He's very snobbish with his, like, music taste, and uh, but he's also, like, really just kind of a... He's a character. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I would recommend that one as well. And then just kind of quick, I watched the new season of BoJack Horseman, or the first half of the new season, and it's like it's really good. But unlike the other seasons where it starts out kind of feigns like just innocence and fun, like humor, this one starts out as immediately like kind of sad, but also funny. Though it like balances sadness and humor so well, the show does, um, and it's it's really cool. I'm really excited to see the last batch of episodes in January, um, and. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of South Park. I've been playing Metroid Prime for like the third time. I beat the first game and I'm playing the second uh, Metroid Prime one right now. Uh, I think that's it for me. There you go. I think I'm done. Okay. Done Should with me. this. This is it. Nice. See you later. We'll uh, have to find a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jimmy's last episode. I just it's my swan know. song. It is. What, yeah. a, what a song to Someone paid the $15,000 on Patreon. I'm Thank out. Thank God. I'm out. He's out. I get half of that, though. Yeah. At I least. get to keep the other half and keep earning money. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, next week we'll be reviewing Dr. Sleep. Uh, Wild Hogs will... I think Wild Hogs might be this month at some point. I feel like there's a gap week at some point. It's like Judgment remember. Day. You can push it back, but it's it's, it's, it's still, still coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll be getting to Wild Hogs soon enough. Um, yeah, get get ready to listen to Doctor Sleep next week. Uh, I'm excited for it. Jimmy's not so excited for it, so we'll we'll see. We'll I'm trying to convince my, convince myself that it's just going to be terrible, so I can only enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I had higher expectations than you for a Terminator, and I felt a little burned, I guess. so. I'm just glad we got to see that Harley Quinn trailer one more time. I'm sure. Birds of Prey. Right after the Star Wars trailer. I could see how enthused you were about all the movies coming out. I was about as enthused for both of the same level of enthusiasm for both those movies. That's a lie. That is a lie. A little bit. Anyway, <laughs> you come around. You came around on Game of Thrones. Uh, follow us on our social media. We got Facebook and Twitter. It's all in um, the description. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, anyway. I final. I got a message on Facebook requesting me to f actually post links to our podcast on Facebook because apparently we hadn't done that. Right? I guess it hadn't been that. pinned. What? I said we hadn't done that. Yeah. So I just did that. What? I said we hadn't. Done we that. hadn't done that. I'm keeping ambiguous as to who posts on the Facebook, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, 
So uh, there's now links on there. I mean, I guess if you're listening to it, you found it anyway, but I pinned it to the top of the Facebook page. So any new viewers uh, or in prospecting listeners should be able to find it. Um, yeah. Uh, email us at tompodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Is that right, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. All right. Did uh, I, have I given the Doritos update yet on the podcast? Oh, uh, no, you hadn't. So just quick poll of people two people preferred nacho cheese doritos over cool ranch doritos nobody said cool ranch doritos and then one person emailed us uh doritos suck and so do you but that was aimed at holden obviously oh okay for liking cool ranch doritos probably was anyway uh so that's the update uh sounds like our listeners are wrong in general uh nacho cheese <laughs> is not better that our listeners are not fascists thank uh, you sounds like they're a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of idiots just kidding i love you guys uh you're not idiots even if you have the wrong opinion on dorito flavor uh that'll be it for this week though uh recommend so. us to your friend yeah and do that whole recommend movie thing if you leave us a five-star review or yeah. patreon or whatever do that thing Yep. All right. Bye, guys. Adios, pantalones. Love you.